The familiar sounds of White Christmas sung there by Otis Redding. The original is the world's best-selling single. It was composed by Irving Berlin in 1942 and recorded by Bing Crosby in the same year and then recorded by countless other artists. At this time of year, White Christmas is played incessantly in stores. We hear it and we associate it with Christmas and snow and fuzziness and in this sense, every song that has ever been played over and over at Christmas gives us those associations, gives us those feelings. So Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time creates similar feelings. The mood is right, the spirit's up. Perhaps a little less dreaming of sleigh bells, more ten pints of lager. But in terms of creating a successful association with something mildly positive to do with Christmas, it works as well as White Christmas. And even if it doesn't create those associations for you, it does for someone. If creating associations is the goal of a song, both songs are equally good. Yet, if you Google worst Christmas songs... McCartney's song comes near the top, which is strange since as one of the Beatles, he is a great songwriter. But here we are, talking about worse songs and great songwriters. If songs are all about associations, and all songs have associations for someone, and all associations are equal, why are we using words like worst and great? McCartney's song starts with a synth sound. It starts with a bass note, which is the key note of the song. That's the home note. And this note has a kind of echo effect. The bass note is repeated while the upper line moves. What follows is music in double time consisting of two bars of the same phrase. The bass line playing out the beats. One, two, three, four. And now what happens is McCartney brings in the lyrics over the first half of that introduction. The mood is right, Boom. the spirit's up, we're here tonight, and that's enough. And the tune is very simple. Da 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 dee. Da 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 dee. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. 
The next part is a repeat of the second half of the introduction. The tune fits those two bars. So simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. And the lyrics fit exactly with the bass note underneath. The bass note goes bomb. Bom, bom, beam. And now we get this B section, which goes in the opposite direction to those first two opening bars. All goes up. And now we get a very simple. Symbolic of bells, choir singing. The choir of children sing their song. And throughout this whole section is this dong, this home note just keeps being repeated. So from that very opening dong with that bass note, when McCartney comes in singing, it repeats the bass note again. You then have that bass note as the, the root of the chord. The choir of angels sing the song. But even the second half of the tune, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, ends up going back to that note. In summary, the song consists of three basic elements which are repeated over and over for easy memory and to get them stuck in your head. First, it makes use of short, easily singable phrases. The moon is right. The spirit's up. Second, the home note or keynote is repeated over and over again. And third, McCartney uses straightforward rhythms where the melody follows the beat and is mirrored exactly in the bass. Now let's compare the song with Otis Redding's White Christmas. The rhythm of the song asserts itself from the very beginning in the bass and drums. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Pitted against that shuffle beat is Otis Redding's improvisational singing, where he fits the melody in between this repeated rhythm with more like interjections than a, a smooth, continuous melody. I am dreaming. Just listen to that first bit where he places the dreaming and the repetition of I. I am dreaming. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. It's not with the triplet rhythm, which would be I'm dreaming of a white. He places it in relation. 
to that beat. I'm dreaming, dreaming of a white, white Christmas. Which gives you a kind of hesitation, right? There's a sense of hesitation in his voice, a sense of vulnerability. Instead of just like the ones we get. Just like just there. the one that I used to know. This opening melody consists of two halves. And the first half rises in half steps or semitones. So, da 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 da. It's very contained. I am dreaming, dreaming. And when he says, "Just like the ones I used to know," it goes beautifully up the scales. Just like. Later on, the singer is joined by the horn section, by the saxophones. The introduction of the saxophones adds a call and response with the singer. I'm dreaming. Da, da, dee, da. And this call and response somehow expands or largens the music, broadens it out into a conversation, a sense of community. As the song moves towards the end, the saxophones move from simply responding to the call of the singer to having their own line. A line that moves in counterpoint to the singer. A descending line. And it introduces a suspension into the sound so that we feel it simultaneously moving away from and back towards home, towards the end. McCartney's song wraps up the phrase in a well-worn and predictable way. Reading's music extends the closure, inviting us to savour it, understanding that it is the journey to the end and the thoughtfulness, the dreams that journey involves, 
that constitutes the music of our lives, not simply the immediate satisfaction of a conventional arrival. There is no doubt that McCartney's song gets stuck in your brain, that it is an easy sing-along song, releasing all of those social bonding chemicals through mechanisms in our brains that evolution has provided us with. But does that make it a good song? I wonder, was McCartney being ironic when he wrote it? Perhaps he was poking fun at our insane consumerism replicating in musical tricks, the marketing tricks of the retail industry, the short, catchy phrases, the banal hook, the ding-dong, rhythmically simplistic chorus, the constant repetition of the home note. Did he write it knowing that he can make us all dance to his tune? McCartney earns somewhere between 400 and 600,000 US dollars per year with this song. I have no idea what Redding's White Christmas earns, but it strikes me that unlike Wonderful Christmas Time, it is not simply trying to worm its way into our brains and controllers. Rather, it invites our participation, invites our empathy. It both uses musical conventions, a regular shaped melody, a home key that we begin in and return to, and a consistent meter, and at the same time, it pushes against them. It explores them. It discovers them. It has two sides, the predictable and the unpredictable. Reading dreams of a white Christmas, but... At the same time, the dream is by no means certain. There is a vulnerability in his voice, almost a sense of pleading. The song's content is neither one thing, the dream, nor the other thing, vulnerability, but is the thinking and feeling that is generated as we move with it between the two. Christmas is be so wise. 